Chapter 1. Amendments and Changes Contract Tip Amend contracts in standalone amendments. Always amend your contracts in a separate standalone document called an amendment. Never amend them in other random agreements between the parties. I was reminded of how important this was when I reviewed a services agreement with this provision. This amendment relates to the part of the prior agreement with the payment process. The provision then described the change generally, but with no reference to the prior section or exact language that needed to be changed. What a mess. Imagine you're the lawyer dealing with a dispute about that prior agreement. How would you even know that a random later contract amended the terms? Even if you did know, this vague amendment would make it hard to figure out exactly what changed. Don't take that approach. Instead, prepare amendments as standalone documents that do nothing but amend or add new terms to that agreement. Label each amendment with a sequential number to help track all the changes in their order. I also re recommend you include a recital in amendments identifying the names and dates of the prior amendments. Amending contracts this way makes life easier for everyone. Contract tip, how to ask for amendments. When you want to change an existing contract, don't rush into it with your counterparty. Take time with your pacing and be thoughtful in your tone. A vendor reminded me of how well this approach worked when he asked to increase his firm's fee. His first email asked if I would be open to receiving a proposal for an increase. He explained in that email that his firm could afford to provide raises to the staff only if clients agreed to slight increases. Here are four reasons why this technique works so well. First, he did not just tell me his firm was increasing the fee, which would have put me on the defensive. He first asked if I would be open to a proposal. That pacing gave me time to acclimate to the idea. Second, he gave me an emotional reason to say yes. He personalized what saying no would mean to the person who took such good care of me. Third, he set up the ask so my first response would be an easy yes. I'd be rude not to receive a proposal. It created a mindset shift that I had agreed, making yes to the higher price more likely. Contract tip, avoid excessive amendments. My plea to all of you is stop the madness. Each time we sign an amendment to a contract, we essentially create a new version of the agreement with multiple parts. Anyone who wants to understand the contract must review all the amendments as layers. In other words, you can only know what the contract says today after reading it with each amendment. This process is not that difficult if only a few amendments cover very succinct concepts. What becomes a nightmare is when there are many amendments, each creating another layer. Trying to read and understand the current version of those agreements is a nightmare. The worst one I remember working on had 17 amendments. Yes, 17. I ended up creating a new word version of the original. I started redlining it with each change, sometimes going through three or four versions of the same provision. My advice? Stop doing amendments at number four. Once you reach the fifth time, 
incorporate the changes to date into the body of the contract and sign that. You don't have to do anything to the unmodified original terms. The people dealing with the contract will be forever in your debt. Contract tip, change order provisions, the basics. When we have a major change to a contract or a statement of work, we typically negotiate and sign contract amendments. But amendments can be time consuming and may not make sense with simpler changes made in the ordinary course of the party's relationships. That's when we use change orders. Change orders are streamlined changes that take place and do not rise to the level of a contract amendment. These documents are common with construction, development, and other projects that tie the vendor to a fixed price for an unpredictable project. The less certainty we have in the operational aspects of the deal, the more likely we'll rely on change orders. If you're working on a complex project, think about these two questions. One, do you need a robust change order process? Some contracts include a sentence, while others have pages devoted to the concept. What you need depends on the type of deal, its scope, and the pricing strategies. Two, is the vendor obligated to perform all changes required by the customer? This point can be a challenging one to negotiate. Vendors may want the right to refuse to take on a task outside the original scope, but customers may not have any options for the work other than that vendor. One compromise is to require the vendor to perform all change orders relating to the scope on a cost plus or time and materials basis. Contract tip, product change provisions, drafting basics. Product change provisions address how to deal with changes to the product that may occur after the customer places the order. These changes may be to the manufacturing process, materials, or features. With some contracts, product changes can be critical. Let's say a customer is buying a widget to incorporate into its machine that is the center of the customer's new product design. Should the vendor be able to change the widget? Can the customer require the vendor to make changes? To answer, we look at the nature of the vendor relationship. If it is custom built for the customer, the customer may be able to require some changes. But if it's off the shelf and sold to millions of other customers, that's another story. Here are five things to think about when reviewing product change provisions. One, who can initiate the change? Two, does the other side have any right to say no? If it can, with what standard? Is the decision at its sole discretion or is there an objective basis? Three, are there limits around how much the product can change? Four, who pays for any extra costs? Five, does the change affect the warranty, intellectual property rights, or indemnity? Contract tip, changing the product specifications of existing orders. Think through how you want to address vendor changes to specifications for products subject to a binding purchase order, but have not yet been delivered.
Vendors change and improve their products all the time. They must deal with changing suppliers, adjust to market price shifts, and meet customer demands. Sometimes customers welcome these changes. They get an improved version, even better than the original product they agreed to purchase. But sometimes the customer needs the product exactly as described in the binding order. There's no easy answer. It depends on the parties, the products, the planned use, and the design process. The customer and vendor must consider what autonomy they want if changes happen. Here are three things to consider when evaluating a vendor's right to change products covered by existing orders. One, is it enough for the customer that the changed product have the same form, fit, or function? Or does the customer need to insist on more limitations? Two, are some changes okay without consultation, while others only with the customer's approval? Three, should the customer's remedy be the right to cancel the order? Or does the customer want to force the seller to deliver the product as ordered? Contract tip. Provisions for discontinued products and services. Nothing good lasts forever. Your vendor may stop making the part, offering the service, supporting the software, or offering extended warranties. If you depend on that product, you may find yourself in trouble. The best approach is to think ahead and include any vendor commitments that you need in those circumstances. Here are four concepts you may want to include to address discontinued products. One, spare parts supply. Evaluate if you should require the vendor to sell spare parts for a time after the product is discontinued or the warranty ends. Two, end of life notice. Require the vendor to give you notice if it is ending support. Another option is to require the vendor to fix software bugs for a time after the end date. Three, last buy opportunity. Consider whether you want to ask for a last buy option. This provision requires the vendor to accept a last purchase order so you can stock up on the product. Four, transition services. Sometimes we need the vendor support to transition to a new product or service. Requiring the vendor to provide that support may be critical to the transition's success.